Welcome to Six Pack. I'm your host, Erin Inselman. This is an uncut show that supports parents in the enjoyment of raising children and having the fire and spirit to do life, with a side of sarcasm and humor, of course. I'm a mom of six, a wife, and a business owner in the health and fitness industry. Each week, myself and other experts will be sharing pointers and stories on parenting, self-growth, health and fitness, and relationships. Join me for this real and raw show dedicated to sharing tips, tribulations, and the triumphs of everyday life. I hope you had a blessed holiday and uh, happy new year to everyone. I know we took a couple weeks off just to kind of give ourselves a rest with friends and family and to celebrate, but I am excited to be back with new episodes and new guests and new things that we have in store for the podcast for this new year. So in looking at, at New Year's, I know many of you know, and I've spoken before, that I have a vision board that I do at the beginning of each year. And I had spoken our last episode that we had done that I was revisiting some of those things on the board and looking at what I've accomplished and looking at what I still am working for, changing my path a little bit. And so I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit today about New Year's resolutions. And really, honestly, when it comes to New Year's resolutions or any type of goal setting, it really is all about the follow through. And I was doing a little bit of research and, you know, what Of course, some were the most common New Year's resolutions that people have. And of course, you know, I think that we can probably all agree most of it has to do with anything with health and fitness or, you know, losing weight, anything like that. Some of us have things like maybe they want to quit drinking, quit smoking, spending more time with family, traveling more. And so in looking some of that up, I just thought I would share with you some of the top New Year's resolutions that most people or the reoccurring themes, I guess, each year that that people approach. And again, number one is exercise more. So when people make their New Year's resolutions or they look at like their goals for the upcoming year, the number one most common thing that people choose is to exercise more. And um, number two is to lose weight. Number three is to get organized. And I have to say, like, all three of those things are always on my list every single year. Maybe not exercise more, because I feel like I do a pretty good job as far as the frequency of it. But I do have different things that I set for myself. Like, Last year, you know, I had kind of gotten out of, I, you know, I did a, a half marathon, but I had kind of gotten out of my, my running circuit a little bit because I had had an injury with my hip and then I had a hernia operation. And so this year, you know, I thought, okay, I'm going to sign up for, you know, a series of different races now and looking ahead. So um, my goal is to do, you know, f- five races this year, anywhere that range from a 10K to a half to um, I've toyed with the idea of a full. And so those are things that as far as the exercise part, um, and then I have some different goals for myself as far as, uh, you know, I'm still always working on my upper body strength. And so I really struggle with just doing a pull-up itself and, you know, an unassisted pull-up. And so that's something that, you know, I definitely am going to keep on working towards. And then number two, the most common is losing weight. And I think, um, especially as women, that's probably something that for most of us is on the forefront. Um, maybe not losing weight so much as, you know, if you're unhappy with, with the weight that you're at, but just maintaining where you're at or, you know, even just changing the dynamics of, of your body type. 
And then number three is get organized. And I have to say that after the, the holiday, well, before and after. So I always kind of prep for this a little bit as far as the organization, because before Christmas comes, the kids and I, we always go through toys and we, you know, we donate things that either they weren't playing with very much or, you know, things that, you know, need to be donated. And then it, with the thought in mind that, um, you know, it leaves a little bit more room for when they do get their new toys in, you know, that they get during Christmas from, you know, from Santa or from us or our grandparents, those kind of things. And so I always am going through all of that, like the day after Christmas. And so getting organized is definitely something. And then I just kind of get in this role to where it's like, okay, I'm going to clean out this pantry, or then I'm going to clean out this cabinet, or I'm going to straighten out the linen closet, that kind of thing. And it's just one of those things that it helps me, I guess, kind of start the new year fresh. It always makes me feel better when my house is clean and when things are organized. And so I went out and I bought different bins, you know, for some of the kids' rooms. And, you know, we went through toys and did some reorganization. We went through closets and we, you know, got rid of things. And it was just kind of a good way to purge some of those things that we necessarily didn't need anymore to be able to donate. But then also it just, it I feel like it gave me kind of a little bit of a fresh start. So despite some of our best intentions, you know, once the new year kind of wears off, many people have a tendency to actually um, stay with that resolution. In fact, when I was looking some things up, did you know only 40% of people who make New Year's resolutions actually stick to it and are successful? And I think that that's, I think we probably could agree with that number because, you know, just of experience with ourselves. I mean, there's certain things that I know that I've made New Year's resolutions with or that I've made goals with and that most of the time, you know, I stick with about half of them. And then there's a couple that just kind of end up, you know, fizzling out and fading out and, you know, just eventually like go away. And so that means that, you know, over half of the people who set goals for the New Year's, honestly, they're not going to be successful. They're going to fail at them. And in my experience, part of being mentally prepared and ready whenever we set goals is first, I guess, thinking about like the following year, thinking about, you know, what had happened in the past and what did I set out to do in the past year? And then where did I make that progress? And where didn't I see that progress? Because that was something that when I was looking at my vision board, you know, from the past year and reflecting on it, I looked at those things on where I did make the progress and then where I actually like hit that target, hit that goal. And then I saw other things to where I didn't, I didn't see progress. I didn't make progress. And I began to ask myself, well, why? Why was I not making progress on that? So naturally, it is human nature that we all like want to beat ourselves up because of the things that we didn't accomplish or the goals that we had set and the fact that we didn't get there. But that is something that, you know, obviously is is not going to be something that is going to create a good feeling for us. And so in order to create that change, we have to veer away from that negative thinking. So we have to make sure that we are doing the following, that we are staying positive, that we are trying not to make any big or quick changes, okay, that we're giving ourselves chance to process things because change should be more gradual. The more gradual that we make that change, then we're going to be more consistent with it. And we need to keep building upon those smaller changes so that we get momentum and that we can continue to roll and, you know, stick with our goals also. And then being kind to ourselves, allowing a little bit of room for, you know, any type of error or, you know, 
for example, like with diet, you know, being kind to ourselves is it if we're sticking with it and we're staying strong with it. And then, you know, if you have a bad day or something, then then to forgive and to get right back on it and back on track. So also another thing is that when you're looking at your New Year's resolutions or when you're looking at goals for yourself, find goals or set a goal that motivates you. You'd be surprised at how often people set goals that really are just not for themselves. So these goals can be, you know, maybe it's something that it's coursed by like professionally, maybe like even a manager at work or a spouse or or some type of peer pressure. So while it's nice to have, you know, obviously like external support, because it's very important to have a support group. If you don't share the same passion, the resolution has a, or the goal has a small chance of ever being successful. And then there's, there's actually even no hope for being able to accomplish that goal. So it's safe if it's, or it's best anyways, if our goals or our resolutions align with you know, whatever our priorities are, whatever our dreams are, whatever our aspirations are. So not only should you align around your like innermost desires, but you should also make sure that your resolutions align around whatever your top priorities are. And so this will lead to kind of a more must-do type attitude. It will give you more motivation to be able to stay with it. So for example, if your goals are like something career-wise, you know, maybe it's like an improving, you know, a skill within your career or learning a new program or learning a new task or creating, you know, maybe your own professional development plan, something like that then this is a great way to stay motivated on your path towards your goal because you are setting a goal for yourself that you know is something that you want to accomplish and something that will help you to accelerate and exceed in your career. Therefore, it's going to keep you motivated the entire time. Another tip that I would give you is to make sure that whatever your goals are, whatever your resolutions are, that you limit it to a manageable amount. Many times we have a list of 20 or 30 different things because, you know, if you're somebody who is actually listening to this podcast, you're probably someone who is very goal-oriented. You want to constantly be thriving. You constantly want to be improving yourself. And so, but many times a common mistake in, you know, any type of goal setting or resolution is having too many. And then what happens then is that we spread ourselves too thin. We want all these different things, but then we're trying to go in all these different directions and we're not really ever focusing on, you know, those, those maybe three to five things that, you know, really we could put it, be putting more time and effort to. I mean, let's face it, we all want, want, want. We all want to learn 25 different languages. We all want to, you know, accelerate in our career. We all want to eliminate bad habits, but we need to face it that the fact that, you know what, we are common, we are not superheroes, that it's something that when we only have so much attention span and so much time, really, that we can actually dedicate to self-improvement. So having too many resolutions is a great way to actually to not achieve, you know, many of your goals, that we have to set ourselves up for success. So making a shorter list of your resolutions, one that can be more manageable for this upcoming year, is something that is definitely a key to understanding how to prioritize what it is that is really important, you know, in this year coming up and how you want to actually take the time to be able to move forward in it. Because if you have 15 to 20 different things, think about just the time management aspect of that. How are you going to actually put forth that effort 
in making sure that happens because then we just get overwhelmed and then we get disappointed in ourselves because we know that we are not achieving the things that we had said that we were going to achieve. So I would, if you've already made a list, relook at that list. And, uh, you know, if you feel like it's a manageable list for you, then obviously stay with it. But if you have like 20 items on that list, then I would maybe relook at that and see exactly what is it that aligns with your priorities. So in order to do that, here's a little exercise that I've done for a couple years and that I had come across um, that I had learned that can help you kind of in the undertaking to figure out what is it is the most important things like in my life. And all you need is like post-its, a pen, and then like you could even use like a desk area or a wall or something like that. So get your post-its and and a pen and then just give yourself some space. So the first thing that you do is you write down anything that you want, anything, write down anything you want to accomplish for self-improvement purposes, like on that post-it. And when you are writing that post-it, don't put more than one item on it. Only make sure that each post-it only gets, you know, one specific area or target that you're working towards. Then what you're going to do is next you're going to place the post-it on the wall or your desk or wherever it is that you have that room that you're spreading out. And then go crazy. Use as many post-its as possible. Just write down anything, anything that you um, want to accomplish. And then what you're going to do after there is then after you have all your post-its all spread out, you're going to group, you're going to move those post-its around. You're going to group similar things together. So you're going to create different categories based on um, that. So like, for example, sometimes like mine, um, I kind of usually stick with kind of the same ones. I usually have like financial ones and then I have relationship ones and then I have like health ones and I have career ones and then personal ones. And so, you know, those are personal or spiritual type ones that, that I usually do. So those are kind of like my categories, but make Whatever your goals are as you're looking for them, just kind of move them around so that they're kind of all grouped, you know, in a similar area. And then what you're going to do is you're going to place the topics that you feel like really strongly about at the very, you know, top of the wall or the top of your desk or the top of the paper or whatever you're using. So put the topics that you are like the most passionate about at the top. Okay. Then put the topics that you aren't as passionate about or you're just kind of like oh yeah I know I need to work on these things but they're really not that passionate about it it's really not like a top priority for me but I know I need to be working on them put those ones at the bottom put those ones at the bottom because let's just be honest those are probably going to end up going by the wayside anyways and then just sit and look at them spend a lot of time thinking about the order of the first three to five post-its in each group Okay, so look at those post-its that you put in each group and prioritize those into like a number one, two, three, four, and five. Okay, or maybe you don't even have that many in the group. So prioritize your post-its based on the group in an order. Now, this last step, it it is going to take some time. It's not like a really quick process. It might be one of those things that you know, maybe you leave it up on your wall for a while and you look at it for a couple days and you're moving things around because what you need to make sure you're doing is that, you know, that that last step, taking time to really consume and digest what it is that you put on those sticky notes and why you put them there, because that will determine what your resolutions are going to be and how they're going to take off in this next year. 
And then the final thing is, you know, knowing your limitations, knowing what your your personal boundaries are when you decide what your New Year's resolutions are, when you decide what your goals are. So with that in mind, like you should focus on your top priorities while balancing how much honest attention and devotion that you are going to be able to give because you know we come in all gung-ho you know at the start of the year and you know we're say we're going to do this this and this but sometimes we have a tendency to set very unrealistic boundaries for ourselves you know when you take time to consider you know the fact that you know you have you know kids to take care of you have a household to run you have a career to keep moving forward in you have pets to take care of you have other relationships so really be honest with yourself about that balance because if you're honest with yourself about that balance and like i said starting small and just gaining that momentum and then you can go full you know you can add a little bit and go a little bit more full force but if we start you know kind of slow and baby steps and working 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 it's going to have that snowball effect and so it's much better to tackle like one resolution or two or five than to have um, a whole list of 20 and or multiple resolutions and honestly to be giving forth a poor effort in it. So once you have your goals set or once you have kind of an idea of what it is that you want to work towards, I want you to also then just re-look at that and make a plan for yourself about what that's going to sound like, how that's going to look and why you chose that goal. For example, like Be as specific and articulate when it comes to the resolution or your goal as possible. For example, if you have a goal of, say, quitting smoking, so isn't it better to, you know, to be more specific and say, oh, I want to quit smoking instead of I want to be healthy? Because being healthy is something that is very, very broad and it can be interpreted like, many, many ways. But if I'm more specific and I say, yes, it is important that I'm healthy, of course, but if I'm more to the point and more articulate and say, but really when it comes down to it, I want to quit smoking. I would like to quit smoking. Yes, I want to be healthy, but that's kind of the more general, the more broad outlook on it. Or, you know, maybe it's sugar to where, yes, I want to be healthy, but maybe my goal this year is to cut that sugar, specifically cut the sugar. And, you know, then it's not like, oh, I want to cut sugar and I want to cut dairy and I want to cut gluten and I, you know, I want to do this and I want to do that and I want to keep my calories here. Like if you do that, that's going to be so overwhelming where start with I want to cut sugar first and then build upon that. If you're feeling success and you feel like you're accomplishing, you know, the fact that you're cutting sugar from the diet, then from there, build on The other thing is, is it makes sure that you can figure out how to measure your progress and measure your goal. And sometimes that can be difficult when it comes to, you know, things like, say, relationship, you know, wanting to, you know, have a better relationship with your spouse. Sometimes that can be hard to measure. But think about what that might feel like, what that might sound like, what that might look like in order to do that. Because, for example, like, If we look at something with, um, you know, say going back to the health thing, like with weight loss, that's easy to measure, right? I mean, if we look at that, like we can step on the scale. We know that we measure it. We can take our body fat percentage. We know that that's something that's measurable. And so if your goals are to 
towards that. I mean, that is something that is definitely a little bit more black and white. But if your goal is something about, you know, spending time with your spouse or, you know, having a date night, something like that, then make sure you can come up with some type of measurable goal. For example, you know, say it is date night um, that you don't get to do date night very often, you know, with your significant other, you know, maybe you set that measurable goal to every week, you know, we spend this amount of time together or, you know, we go out and do this or this together or whether it's three times, you know, three times out of the month, but find something that is concrete that you can measure with that so that you know that you're working towards that positive movement within that goal. And then make sure it's obtainable. So choose a goal within like a realm of possibility, but yet at the same time still challenges yourself. So for example, like I actually did this. So you know, I was kind of looking at, you know, some things and there's, you know, there's just some things that there's a lot of wear and tear on our house. And so I was like, okay, this year, like, I know we need a new roof. I want to expand my laundry room. Like I want my floors to be refinished. Like Brian needs a new truck. I mean, all those kind of things that I'm like, okay, so how really realistic is this? How obtainable is all this. Yeah, that's a great wish list. But in choosing a goal, or in choosing things that you know, that you desire that you want, keep it within the realm of possibility. Like, those are all great things. And those are all things that yes, that, you know, that are our needs and wants, of course, that I have. But it's probably going to be pretty hard for me to be able to financially do all of those things. So, I needed to relook at that and say, okay, what are my priorities? What are the things that really do need to be done for this year? And then, you know, then if if one or two other things can get accomplished, great. Otherwise, you know, I just need to make sure that whatever goals that I'm choosing are obtainable. But when I say obtainable, don't make it too easy. They still need to be a challenge for yourself um, because otherwise, why is it a goal? Otherwise, it's just something to put on your to-do list. And so, you know, making sure that whatever that goal is, that is still in the realm of possibility, but yet at the same time pushes you out of your comfort zone. And then also making sure that your goals are relevant. Um, so keep it relevant to whatever your desires are, just so that you can, again, stay motivated and um, see that progress. Because when we don't see progress on our goals, that's when we have a tendency to get frustrated. And then that's when we give up on them, you know, and making them time sensitive. So giving yourself some kind of a time frame, and this kind of comes back to like that measurable piece, you know, where you're looking for something, obviously, that will be possible with being able to be measured, but also putting a time um, value to it. Because one, that'll give you a sense of urgency. Because if you don't have a sense of urgency, you're just going to procrastinate and you're going to put it off. I've done it time and time again. So giving yourself a deadline that will kind of give you, you know, a little bit of push, but also provide you time so that you can celebrate your success as well. So I know I said be patient with yourself. Yes, there's a balance between being patient with yourself, but then also to where it's like you are not dragging your heels either. So look and see what that time value is for you and you know what that timeline is for you with your goals as well. 
you know, we all have a tendency to be over eager when it comes to the beginning of that year and it comes to our goals. Um, you know, we have all these like grandiose ideas when it comes to our resolutions. And obviously, like all of us have the best intentions and, you know, we might even accidentally take on a goal that is just a little too big to achieve. I mean, when I was looking at my vision board, I mean, there were some really big um, goals on there and I was absolutely floored that there were some of those really big goals that I accomplished this year, but then there were there were a number of other big goals that, you know, I worked towards, um, but I didn't accomplish. And so those actually are still on my vision board because they are still a goal of myself. So when you have a really, really big goal, you're going to need to break it down and you're going to need to divide that big goal into little smaller goals to make them more achievable. Because if we don't do that, again, that goes back to motivation. We lose that motivation in order to continue to pursue and keep working towards our goals. So how do we stick with it? Here's a few ways that you can stick with your goals. First of all, it has to be visual. You have to document it sometime. You have to write down your goals because otherwise they're going to easily be forgotten. Like it's kind of like that saying out of sight, out of mind. And so by writing down your resolutions, this helps you to clarify not only what you want to achieve, it helps you prioritize it. Go through some of those tips in the, that process that we were talking to so that you know really what is your intention, what are your top priorities. But there's a lot of different ways. Um, the vision board obviously is one way to do it. Um, many people write them in a journal. Some people even um, write an email to themselves or draft something to themselves. Uh, I know I talked to you before. I put little reminders um, in my phone so that you know, each hour, um, a new little reminder comes up where, um, you know, I, I know I've talked about them before, but I have like, you know, be a supportive wife or, you know, make sure that you're consuming your daily amount of greens that you need to or drink more water. Like, so put little reminders in your phones that, you know, kind of flash up every day for yourself. There's also an app, I think it's called Evernote, where you can actually, um, and I know there's other ones too, but you can even like store some of your progress and store some things like within that app. You know, it's just kind of a note taking tool. And I know that there's other apps as well. And then again, you know, put it up, print it inside of your planner, put it on your desk, you know, mine is up in my wall in the bathroom where I get dressed and ready every morning so that I can see mine every morning in addition to, like I said, little reminders on my phone so that I'm constantly, you know, it's constantly visual for me. And then the other thing is we talked about this before is anytime you have any goals, share it. Share it with others. Share your resolutions, um, you know, with with safe people that, you know, aren't going to, of course, you know, kind of look at you poorly, um, but it's people, you know, whatever your group is that, you know, will motivate you and help you. And this kind of kind of leads me into um, in February, we actually are kicking off a mastermind group. And so this group is going to be just a collection of, you know, people that are highly motivated that want to join where we all kind of share a common goal. And each week I'll, we'll get on like a Zoom call and I'll have, you know, tips that we share. But then we're also just the fact of looking to encourage each other and help us or help each other um, improve, create a community together. And then we'll also have, you know, guest speakers from time to time so that, you know, we can all kind of stay on track and we are all, you know, meeting regularly and sharing, you know, setbacks that we're having, progress that we're having, and we're staying motivated. So look for that. That should be coming up here in the next month um, if you're interested in that as well. 
And here's the thing, when it comes to goals, when it comes to resolutions, when it comes to ways that we want to progress ourselves and, um, you know, continue to grow and develop, we are all going to fall off track. Okay, we are all going to screw up. We're all going to lose motivation. But the thing is, is that we have to continue to revisit some of those things that I talked about, find that community and get back on track quick. If you stay off of that track for too long, you're never going to get back on. So we have, you know, we talked about this is going to take time. You know, the reality is, is that we know that anytime we make a change, anytime we, you know, set a goal for ourselves, it's going to be difficult. It's not easy. So the fact that we've already gone through, you know, what our goals are, we've talked about a timeline. We talked about how it can be measurable. We talked about the fact that, you know, it's that we are going to have setbacks. I mean, setbacks happen, you know, weaknesses happen, but so long as we handle it correctly um, and make sure that it's not just going to have this huge impact on us, you know, we can avoid feeling like we screwed up. And, you know, if there is a setback, it's important to understand that, you know, we've got to somehow find that momentum and get back on track so that we can accomplish, you know, those goals that we set out for ourselves. So give yourself some ease and grace, move into it slowly, and then let's build momentum like a snowball so that we can stick to whatever our goals are for this 2021 year. Because, you know, I know that you are a community that has high expectations for yourself. And I know that, you know, this last year, this 2020, you know, has been a struggle and very difficult, you know, for many people, but this is a fresh start. And so, you know, I encourage you again to, to relook at those goals, make sure that they are manageable goals, set your priorities, get them out there in front of your face. I believe in you. I know that you are going to accomplish those things that you set out. This is going to be a great 2021. And thank you for joining me for this first episode that rolls out our 2021 season. Get those goals set. I can't wait to see the accomplishments that are going to happen for you this year. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Six Pack. I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard today. Please share this episode with a friend. And if you haven't already, click subscribe. Rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Have a beautiful week and tell the important people in your life just how much you care about them. Much love and blessings to you all.